0: Hi, welcome to the Romance Me Podcast. This is Erica.
1: And I'm Em. And we'd like to say a special hello to our number one and only fan. With a message of... Would Yul Brenner rock the Amish look? Of course he would. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't picture it. I can. He's just so bald. Yeah? His face is just naked. I can picture it. Alright. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing Elijah... An Amish Story of Crime and Romance by Sylvia Price In Lincoln, Nebraska, Elijah Troyer is a young man on Rumspringa, an Amish rite of passage where young members of the community are given the freedom to choose if they wish to remain in the Amish community or live outside of it. While out on the town, he comes to the aid of Eve Campbell, a young woman in mortal distress. When push comes to shove, he soon realizes the only thing he can't live without is Eve. There'll be spoilers beyond this point, and we have a content warning for an abusive ex and human trafficking. So what's Elijah's
1: life like when we first meet him?
0: Elijah is 18, and I'm really struggling to call him a man instead of a boy, but I mean, he is a man as far as his community is concerned, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think in our world, you know, the world of Englishers, we still kind of consider that a child, even though you're legally an adult. Yeah. At any rate, he grew up in the Amish community near Lincoln, Nebraska, and he's the only son of a large family. I'm not sure how many sisters he has, but he has several. He's decided to go on Rumspringa. Um, He saved up a bunch of money from working, and he has a few contacts, so he was able to rent an apartment for six months and also get a job at the library close to his apartment and then he bikes back and forth between work and temporary home. He's also taking a six-month botany course online and originally his mom was a little freaked out about the prospect of him going to college at all and so he thought he would allay her fears by choosing the online course but that didn't because then she was worried about him being tainted or lured away by using a screen all the time or something. His mom does not like the city folk at all. She's anti English, which is what they call outsiders. I don't think his dad is anti city folk really. He's just more very, very pro Amish. His dad didn't do a Rumsbrough. So I think his dad struggles to understand why Elijah would want to. But he's supportive and he, I think this is important distinction, his his dad especially treats Elijah like a man. He's a grown up. Yeah. His mom, not so much, but I think it's like, he's her only son and oh, her baby, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of feel like that. (laughs) So at any rate, he has this whole plan. He's going to live in the city for six months and see what's out there. And he's about a month into living in the city. He's been writing home every week, but he's running out of things to say that he feels won't freak out his mom. He doesn't want to cause her any more grief.
1: And she actually talked about some sort of premonition or something, that something horrible will befall him.
0: I did not pick up on that. Okay.
1: I thought that was, like in huh. the early part of the story, she felt that she gotten some sort of either vision or message from god or or whatever it was is she interpreted as basically he'll die if he leaves
0: oh see i interpreted that as just her being really worried but okay i mean maybe she did maybe
1: she did i mean that's the thing is this this is a quote-unquote action story there is danger yeah we know that because the title crime <laughs> yeah i mean you could infer <laughs> that there might be some dangerousness Some crime, at least. Yeah, (laughs) His father's attitude towards his mom in the moment where she's expressing her fears is very much
0: shut up, woman, which was very (laughs) like, oh, come on. (laughs) Well, Elijah describes his father as someone who isn't extremely emotionally available. I think he says if they cry, he'll hug them. Mm hmm. But other than that, he's pretty... Stoic? Yeah. I think he, he knows his dad loves him, but his dad is very, very stoic, not super emotionally available. Yeah, I think there is a bit of that. He's the head of the household, for sure. Yeah.
1: He does fight for what Elijah wants, which is to go in his Springer. Yeah. There is that. And he consistently, through the story, fights for what Elijah wants.
0: Yeah, I would be interested to know how the father would react when one of his daughters wants to go.
1: Yeah, especially after this episode. And his yeah, after this
0: situation, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if
1: he'd be like, well,
0: it's fine. Or not. I think he trusts in God to, to protect Elijah or to... I mean, he, he believes that God is doing what is right. Yeah. So whatever is going to happen will happen according to god and so really does he have any say yeah i don't don't know maybe i'm completely misjudging it i don't know i'm not very hip to the amish so (laughs) no it it felt the same to me
1: everything has already been decided so just let him do what he wants yeah
0: it's part of god's plan i mean they don't say that explicitly but i kind of get that
1: feeling in the book yeah plus later when the stakes escalate and there is danger elijah blatantly says i'm not afraid of death
0: yeah because he knows he's gonna be with god he knows he'll be okay yeah so it
1: definitely informs his culture and his behaviors and things
0: and elijah okay let's we don't do this a whole lot but I'll, i'll mention his physical traits a bit he's a pretty big guy like he's burly He's done a lot of work in the field or whatever, <laughs> a lot of construction. Yes. So he's he's muscular and he's large.
1: Which I guess could be intimidating.
0: Yeah, well, it seems to be in the story. That's what
1: I mean, like, it's important.
0: Yeah, that's why I think it's important, because he his, his hugeness plays a role <laughs> in the story. <laughs> that's funny, right? We're in Amish land now, but the hero is still huge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how we roll in Romance Land. Apparently. (laughs) Anyway, he's been in Lincoln in the city for about a month, and he's starting to get bored. He's run out of safe things to tell his folks about. (laughs) He doesn't really have a whole lot of outside activities because he did choose to do the online school. And he does work at the library, but I think it's a very quiet library. (laughs) (laughs) that's the impression i got it's not like a hopping center of the community where he's working he decides he's going to check out the nightlife which he hasn't really done before he goes walking and he walks through the normal neighborhood he is used to and then he keeps on he ends up in a convenience store to get a soda and he chats with the cashier there her name is Letitia. she's really nice she thinks he's just so cute because he's so innocent (laughs) i think that's what it is i think he's like a novelty yeah that's kind of the impression i got he leaves the store and he continues on and then he hears a woman it sounds like someone being hurt and it sounds completely out of place in the nighttime on the street at least as far as he's concerned just goes to show how innocent he is (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to aid this person and he sees a man physically assaulting this woman and holding her up, I believe, by the neck. Yeah. She does not look good. And Elijah just intercedes and he's like, oh, well, I'll just remove this man from the situation. (laughs) And he's not really violent about it at all. He, like, startles them. And so the man lets go. And then he just, like, kind of picks the man up and puts him to the other side. And he's like, you need to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) The man is smaller than him. But he's obviously, like, a tough, like, a crime-type dude. He's a, quote, bad guy. (laughs) And he's, like, talking a big game. Oh, I'm going to come after you. This is none of your business. Elijah's like okay well you need to leave you need to leave this woman alone and you need to go away goodbye (laughs) and the man leaves (laughs) okay Elijah's huge and this man is like okay well I don't want to start anything right now so I'll come back for you later which at the time you could think that oh he's just talking he doesn't want to look weak or whatever but no he does he comes back later
1: yeah (laughs) He and his peoples are a recurrent threat.
0: His goons. Elijah goes to check on the woman, but she's gone. She's disappeared. And he's kind of bummed out because he wanted to check on her. He thought maybe she'd be grateful. But he also realizes, you know, I like the analogy that the author used. It's like the coyote got disrupted by a bear. Like he could see Mm. why the woman would leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, okay, well, you've got one predator, but then a bigger predator shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was good. And I liked how self-aware Elijah was in that moment about his size and how he can be perceived as a threat to somebody. He does seem very, very, very mature for an 18-year-old. Yeah. In a lot of ways. He does. He has a lot of things that he's innocent about. He's got a lot of things he's kind of naive about. But as far as like who he is as a person and his place in the world and all that, he knows himself. Yes. He has a very perceptive mind, I think, seeing how others are.
1: For the most part, yeah.
0: Again, I mean, there's that layer of of innocence that I think makes it hard at certain points in the story, for sure. There's things he doesn't get because of his innocence.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes seeing... The Englisher's world through his eyes. Sometimes I think it's not a very nuanced interpretation because I think he just he has this very much. Well, this is bad. It's inherently bad. Yeah. Or this is inherently good. Or this is only bad or only good. And part of that may be cultural. Part of that may be naivete. Who the hell knows?
0: It does seem to be very black and white. He has his principles and he won't waver. If it's the right thing to do, he's going to do it. Yeah. If it's the wrong thing to do, he's going to try to prevent it.
1: But even seeing right and wrong as that black and white.
0: Yeah. How can you know? Exactly.
1: It sometimes left me feeling like I didn't understand because it was so, well, it's either A or B. (laughs)
0: In a lot of ways, I kind of relate because I do tend to be kind of a black and white thinker. So I think I was on the Elijah train as far as that goes. (laughs) Woo woo. But then there is a certain level where he doesn't understand the implication of his actions. Like, for example, the alleyway situation. He doesn't understand or think about or consider what will happen if he intercedes. He just intercedes because it's the right thing to do. Mm hmm. That's just kind of how he is. I kind of want to touch on this, too, Like since, since we're talking about his innocence. There were certain times when he's talking to the English, you know, the city folk, like even Letitia, who's nice, but it, it almost seems like people condescend to him or they tease him or make fun of him, and he doesn't seem to pick up on it. Yeah. In Letitia's case, she thinks it's cute. It endears him to her, and so she doesn't really tease him in a mean way at all. But then... There's other characters that he interacts with and it feels like they realize he's innocent and they are talking over his head almost, like how you would talk over a young child's head. Yeah. I don't know that he picks up on it or maybe he does, but it doesn't bother him. I don't know. It was weird. There's
1: just frames of reference that he just doesn't get. This is his first time getting exposed to anything. I didn't get the impression that he was very invested in joining the English Kind of like when you go on vacation, which this sort of is. How invested are you in the culture or place and people that you're visiting? Because you're only going to be there for a little bit of time.
0: It almost feels like he's sightseeing at the zoo. Yeah. And not even on vacation where it's other humans Is he's like watching people that aren't him. Oh, you're this other species that... Oh, wow. That's interesting that you guys all do that.
1: Oh. Huh. Well, that's how we treat other cultures often. We're all a single human species, but sometimes we act like, oh, this is so...
0: Yeah, that's true. The othering of people. Yeah. At this point, he's not invested because even now, he's only one month in and he's decided he wants to remain with the Amish. He's just going to ride out the rest of his six months or whatever and then go back home. Mm -hmm. So this is just a life experience for him. I think that's his perspective, maybe? Maybe His background definitely
1: influences how he is interacting with everything it's even influencing how i don't know if it's how that he's attracted to eve but what about her sticks out to him as attractive i don't know maybe i read it wrong or didn't understand there is the point where he he's looking at her and he's like she's so pretty but he was thinking that when she was getting attacked
0: yeah and i remember thinking that he it was a pretty woman he was helping
1: and it was just that was a little bit distressing and disturbing to me because it's just like okay she's been roughed up she's crying that's when you're finding that she's pretty pretty (laughs) Uh, i'm just imagining especially with what i know of eve later that she's got some sort of feistiness about her so but it wasn't the feistiness that was attract it was that she was i don't know why the word downtrodden popped into my head but it's really not the one that i want if you can think of a better word by all means let me know but yeah it's it just i was confused
0: (laughs) see and that's funny because i read that very surface level i was just like oh that we're just being told that she's pretty I didn't read into it at all. <laughs> but
1: that's such a romance thing
0: anyway, right?
1: Because we've, we've had other meet-cutes with heroes and heroines where I'm like, is their attractiveness really the, the thing that, that stands out to you the
0: most in that moment? Yeah. Oh, this this person's in distress, but they're hot.
1: <laughs> or not even that, but the that sci-fi romance Christmas one. Oh, the Krampus one? Yeah, the Krampus one. Where... She thinks she's getting attacked, but she stops for a moment to be like, "Yeah, the guy's hot." And I'm like, in that moment, <laughs> like, you think he's there to
0: hurt you and you're going, "Yeah, he's built." <laughs> like is that really? Okay, that yeah, you're right, that is that is a trope. The the woman <laughs> being like physically overpowered in not necessarily a friendly way and she stops to take so it off. So is this upon. the
1: reverse trope? Like
0: but she's been
1: overpowered she is beaten down oh that's attractive because it's very damsel in distress so is that oh yes and she's pretty of course because romance or something else is it informed because of his culture
0: are you thinking he's into the fact that she needs help that's what makes her pretty Hmm.
1: that's interesting maybe i'm just reading way too much into this way beyond whatever yeah i don't know
0: i glossed over it my brain was just like oh okay she's pretty all right whatever <laughs> i should be alone with my thoughts <laughs> but i mean the author does take the time to describe the mascara running down her face and everything yeah. too so i don't I know mean, it Maybe. wasn't like
1: physical like oh she's got curves or oh she but yeah
0: most of the physical description i think she was blonde and then it was just how distressed she was her clothes were messed up and she'd obviously been crying her makeup off and yeah, i'm all thinking that.
1: this poor girl's in a in a wrecked state and traumatized yeah i'm not like thinking you know she's really working that look <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like that's not i don't know
0: well then the other thing too is he's kind of i mean he doesn't dwell on it really but he's kind of miffed that she didn't say thank yeah. you He does tell himself, oh, well, it makes sense that she'd run away. She probably sees me as a bigger threat, too, blah, blah. But he also feels a little miffed about it. He does have
1: that awareness. But that's not uncommon for the knight in shining armor, so to speak, feeling a little, I guess, miffed or irritated that his efforts are not better appreciated.
0: Yeah. It's like, well, dude... (laughs) Just because you help someone doesn't mean that they owe you anything. Yes. (laughs) You helped her on your own. Yeah.
1: And you were doing the right thing for the the sake of doing the right thing, right? You weren't looking for gratitude or repayment
0: or whatever. Ultimately, he's not. And he he reminds himself of that. I kind of interpreted that aspect of it as just like kind of, oh, well, he's 18. (laughs) Of course, he's hurt. (laughs) Of course, he wanted the girl to, to talk yes, to him. Yes, the pretty girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. He starts walking back home and he's like kind of upset because he spilled his drink. So he stops in the convenience store again and gets a new one. And he mentions to Letitia that he spilled it. And so she gives him one for free. And she's really super nice to him again. I think she's just really, I don't know. She's kind of adopted him as a pet, <laughs> I think, at this point. <laughs> It kind of felt that way to me, you know, like sometimes you read a story and you have a character who's like, no, you're my pet now and I will take (laughs) care of you. Like, that's kind of Letitia. The next day at work, Elijah is doing his stuff and the woman he rescued shows up. How she found him, I don't know. Surprise! My brain was like, stalker. (laughs) Maybe she followed him home. I don't know. She introduces herself as Eve and she says, I need your help. And Elijah's like, well, I would like to help you, but I really don't. Have a lot of power to help you. I don't know what you want me to do. He learns the man that he rescued Eve from is named Eddie, and he's her ex boyfriend who is part of a gang. And Eve had been like a drug mule for the gang, and she broke up with Eddie and doesn't want to live that life anymore and is trying to get out. But Eddie keeps trying to intimidate her into staying with him and also staying in the gang, I guess. Yeah.
1: I think it's just, it's one of those power things, Freddie.
0: You don't get to break up with me.
1: You don't have the right to. <laughs> you get to stay. I think so.
0: Elijah feels sorry for her. He's also really attracted to her. He finds out she is 24.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's worried about her thinking badly about the age difference between them. He's already, he, he's into her. He's, this is my woman now. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> He is committing. (laughs) He is. And I think this is where my non-Amish brain is just struggling. I'm like, he is a boy with a crush. That is what this is. He's like a kid crushing on his babysitter or something. Like, that's where my brain went. And it's just like, yeah, "Yeah, really? But okay. And and Eve doesn't seem bothered by this age difference whatsoever. It never comes up. Ever. The fact that he's 18 doesn't come up ever.
1: Yeah. So... Maybe she just makes assumptions
0: because he's tall. I mean, maybe he just looks really mature. In some ways, he
1: acts very mature. So with the height and whatnot, and naivete could be
0: swept away as... Attributed to his culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, he's probably more mature than the men that Eve is used to. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter at all because of that. Maybe.
1: Age is just a number.
0: Well, six years isn't a huge difference, but I still feel like 18 and 24 is giant, at least in our culture.
1: Certain segments of age are definitely... there's a bigger difference
0: because of the assumed... Like if they were both in their 30s...
1: Or even in their mid
0: to late 20s-ish. If he was 24 and she was, what, 30... That would seem less weird for some Yeah, because a
1: lot of maturity (laughs) seems to happen between 18 and your mid-20s. 23 and up, 24 and up.
0: Again, that's, you know, I I don't really know much about the Amish. So maybe that's normal. And I mean, it probably is, you know, especially if you're treated like you're your own person when you're a teenager, because you get to go on Rumspringa if you want to, and decide for yourself what you want to do with your life. At that point, they're out to find a mate or life partner. Yeah.
1: There's lots of cultures that that don't approach, I guess, childhood or...
0: Adolescence, really, right? Yeah,
1: that just don't approach it the same way as our culture does.
0: So Elijah agrees to help her. He has this whole plan that he's gonna have Eve lay low at his family's house while he, quote, takes care of things for her. That really bothered me. Hmm. That isn't what happens, but... The whole thing like, oh, well, you can go stay with my family and be protected and then I will take care of things for you. And Eve says, well, you know, you don't understand. They're really violent and X, Y, Z. And Elijah's like, well, there are things that I could still do. I don't know what the fuck those things are, but apparently (laughs) he does.
1: Yeah, I must admit I was going, (laughs) do you have some hidden Rambo that we have yet
0: to be exposed to? Maybe he thinks because he's outside of the situation, he'll have the freedom to go to the police about it or something like that. And then she'll be protected at his house. She won't get any of the backlash from that. Or I don't know, maybe it's something simple like that. I don't know. We really don't know what that plan is, but he leaves the library. He has her cell phone with him. He's walking to the post office. He plans to mail his weekly letter and then use Eve's cell phone to call the the general store phone like the community phone talk to his parents and get them in on it basically and he doesn't want to do that in front of eve which is why he took her phone with him because he figures he's gonna have to talk his parents into it especially his mom Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: you know his mom is worried about all those city folk going to hell yep (laughs) (laughs) as he's walking someone shoots at him And he runs to, like, a gazebo thing and hides under this bench. Mm -hmm. And he's freaking out because he's getting shot at. Of course. Yeah, he figures it's probably Eddie because who else would be shooting at him?
1: (laughs) Exactly. He hasn't pissed off too many people at this point.
0: (laughs) And in a moment of clarity, or the way he sees it, God is helping him. He notices on the cell phone that there's, like, an emergency thing without even unlocking it. And so he calls 911 that way.
1: Which some phones do have that.
0: Yeah, oh, they do. But he, you know, he figures it out. Yay. Which is great. The 911 operator is sending people out to help him and wants him to stay hidden and stay on the line. And Elijah decides, no, he's going to confront Eddie and try to talk him down. He gets out of hiding and then... (laughs) confronts the man holding a gun pointing it at him
1: yeah the whole like startling the guy with a gun not a good idea especially if their finger's on the trigger
0: yeah i i don't know i mean if someone's pointing a gun at you whether or not their fingers on the trigger they're hostile (laughs) yeah you don't point a gun at something you don't intend to shoot right hopefully yeah hopefully not (laughs) you're not supposed to yeah, it's it's
1: not an extension of your hand where you're just pointing at the sky. <laughs> Although I don't know that Eddie went to, like, gun training or whatever. Probably not. That would show an effort of responsibility and forethinking that I don't really think Eddie possesses.
0: No, I don't think Eddie does.
1: <laughs> I would be quite surprised. If his training went beyond shooting cans in the backyard. Shooting cats and squirrels.
0: Hmm little fluffy. Probably he's kind of a horrible person. Probably.
1: Well, I was just thinking like somebody just handed it to him like here, point and shoot. Yep. <laughs> it's a point and
0: shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie is unsurprisingly not persuaded. <laughs> what? I think Elijah says something like, "Don't shoot me like like don't act like an animal, don't act like a dog." Or something like that.
1: Which, on behalf of dogs, screw you, Elijah.
0: Well, he's appealing to (laughs) Eddie's higher nature. Yes, the higher nature of humans. But Eddie doesn't have a higher nature, so it's not working. Well, dogs have a
1: higher nature. They don't use guns. Of course, they can't, but...
0: (laughs) They don't have opposable thumbs. That's what I mean. They can't. I don't think a dog would, anyway. Dogs are so cute. They're too friendly. They
1: are. They're too fluffs. They have floofy brains. Some of them. I just
0: picture my dog doing anything vicious at all, and I just can't. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body.
1: She doesn't. She's too sweet.
0: Like I say, she's the nicest person in my family. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people feel. <laughs> Their pets are probably the nicest ones. The best versions
1: of, I don't know, not themselves. <laughs> yeah.
0: But. She's definitely the friendliest. yes. <laughs> Okay, luckily Eve has followed Elijah and shows up and is yelling at Eddie. I think she sees the whole picture, but she doesn't seem to have a sense of self-preservation. I think she feels protective of Elijah. Yeah. Don't point a gun at him. Maybe she's at that point, you know, like the cycle of abuse where she's like, I can handle it. Yeah. Because I'm used to it. That's what I assumed. If you have to shoot someone, shoot me because... I'm used to it. Which
1: Let's face it, (laughs) Elijah would look at that as like, oh, she loves me. Look at what she's willing. And it's not so much that. Not necessarily,
0: yeah. While Eddie is distracted by Eve yelling at him, Elijah uses this opening to attack Eddie. So he kind of runs at him and tackles him. Eddie drops the gun. Eve manages to grab it. And she holds the gun on Eddie to make them stop fighting. Because Elijah's getting his ass kicked. (laughs) I think Eddie is... All in on this fight. He wasn't ready to fight in the alley, but this time he's ready. And then the police show up and arrest Eddie. Everything's handled, right? Right. Elijah tells Eve that he would still like for her to meet his family, and she agrees. She seems really flattered that he's still into her. (laughs) After all that, (laughs) which I think i think if i were eve i would be flattered too like oh you do want to take on all this okay that's nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) flattered and wondering if they need psychological
0: evaluation (laughs) you do realize i come with a lot of baggage and that baggage has guns (laughs) but okay sure i'll meet your family (laughs) why not Over the course of the next week, they're hanging out. They spend all their free time together. Eve even hangs out at the library while Elijah's working, although she does leave him alone for the most part. She seems super into him too. He's super into her. He's hoping that when she visits, she'll decide she wants to join the Amish. Like I said earlier, he's already decided he is going to remain in the Amish community but he wants to be with Eve. Mm-hmm. Have your cake and eat it too. Of course she'd want to do that. You know, the average, quote, English girl may not, but I think out of all the girls he could have met, he met one who very much might want to be removed from everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he lucked into finding someone who may want a complete change of lifestyle.
1: That seems almost romance trope to me. It seems like there's a lot of that going around. Oh, the women have no attachments to things, so it's okay to take them from
0: what they're used to and have them join somewhere else. That is a good point. A lot of times it is a fish out of water sort of story for the woman and the conflict is her finding her new normal. Yeah, that could be what it is for Eve. Yeah. Now they are at his folks house eve is first introduced to elijah's sisters they really take to her quickly they discover they both have interest in crafting and eve is showing them pinterest tutorials on different crafts and the sisters are just entranced by it but don't really understand the technology and it is kind of like a forbidden thing too once the parents come home (laughs) they're like oh oops what cell phone Elijah asks her to put the phone away and Eva's like um okay even though she figures it's probably fine because it's educational she doesn't realize that it's like taboo so she does she respects his request and that just makes Elijah's heart pitter-patter even more she listens and takes direction I'm so excited sorry (laughs) (laughs) no she's respecting his his (laughs) culture that's true By listening and taking directions. Sorry,
1: snarky me. (laughs) Don't mind me. I'll just go be snarky.
0: His mom shows up first and she's startled to see Eve there. And then the dad kind of runs into the mom because he wasn't paying attention. (laughs) They're both like, um, why is this city girl here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, stranger.
0: What is going on? Because apparently Elijah didn't call his parents and inform them ahead of time that there would be someone (laughs) coming for dinner thanks for the heads up kid he introduces eve eve immediately gets the parents on board even the mom because she announces to the room hi my name is eve and i'm falling in love with your son (laughs) as one does yes (laughs) and elijah's just like oh my god
1: heart eyes
0: yeah (laughs) and during dinner he tells her oh he's falling in love with her too It's all cute and it seems too good to be true. And it is. Dun dun dun. Because dinner gets interrupted. Gang members have shown up. They kidnap Eve. Yikes. It's kind of nuts like how fast it all happens. Elijah's dad grabs his shotgun and he's gonna try to shoot out the tires of the car or something and then decides he can't risk it because if he makes the car crash it could injure Eve. And so they drive off and Elijah is crying because... It's upsetting. It's horrible, I
1: guess. It's upsetting. It would be an upsetting thing to experience (laughs) to be having a meal with your family and then all of a sudden to be attacked and have the person you're honeymooning phase over with (laughs) just taken. Yeah. So it would be a lot
0: to process and sometimes processing requires tears. And I'm not bashing him for crying, but it is really unusual for the male character to cry. It is. It is. I don't think it was bad. I think it, in this story, spoke to his innocence.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that Elijah does. It's
0: one more thing that showed him the world actually sucks.
1: <laughs> and not just that, but that Elijah has a difficult time coping with reality that he isn't already accustomed to. He fumbles a lot in the quote-unquote English world. Yeah, he does. And yes, somewhat, some of it's funny, but it's also showing how much he doesn't fit in there. He stumbles a lot. I forget how many times he falls down. But yes, he does get back up and all that goodness. And Elijah often needs to be led around in the story and told what to do by either Englishers or his parents, which is different from other heroes that we've had. They usually are very, I'm going to go do this and it will be the right thing because I am the hero and I have
0: decided he, he has a bit of that hero syndrome or whatever, but you're right. There are multiple instances where he's getting advice or not sure where to go from here until someone else steps in. Kind of more human. Yeah, I think. more realistic. <laughs> than, than a lot of heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elijah pulls himself together and he's getting ready to go rescue Eve and his mom tries to stop him see how evil the city folk are (laughs) you can't go do any of that and the dad sides with elijah and he kind of shames the mom for being heartless yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe he could have said it in a different way but i think the sentiment is is good it's like this woman just got abducted (laughs) in front of you and you don't care like (laughs) you know a bit harsh there Elijah's dad tells him that he needs to go find Eve and bring her back to them. And he gives Elijah his pistol and sends him off. And I thought this was really cute, but he's all, call us with updates. (laughs) (laughs) Because they only have one phone in their community, so he has to call the general store (laughs) to update them. I'm laughing, but, you know, I mean, (laughs) I think it's just, it seems so unusual to me. Everyone has a cell phone, except them.
1: I thought it was interesting that he sends him off with a gun.
0: Yeah. I didn't know what to think of that. No, that is interesting because he's not, he doesn't want to use the gun. You get the impression that the family has the guns to one, hunt and two for protection. They don't use guns for any other reason. Mm -hmm. I guess he feels like he's sending his son off to war, kind of. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it does seem odd, especially for the dad who didn't even go and live amongst the English at all. Yeah. But it just goes to show how supportive he is of his son.
1: I think that's one way to look at it.
0: Elijah, unfortunately, doesn't know where to go from here. He doesn't really have a whole lot of contacts in the city. He doesn't really know what to do. And he ends up deciding to go back to that same corner store and ask Letitia if she knows anything about the gang because he can't think of anyone else he could ask aside from Letitia and Letitia initially thinks maybe it's a racially charged question because she's black and Elijah's no you're just my only friend I don't have <laughs> anyone else to ask and Letitia's like oh okay yeah no I'll help you and it turns out Letitia is actually a student at the police academy and she says she'll put him in touch with someone from the drug enforcement agency and they'll come meet him at his apartment. Elijah goes back to his apartment, and pretty soon, someone from the DEA shows up. It's Detective Juan Arevalo. Juan is like the most casual detective ever. (laughs) He he is pretty chill. He just (laughs) shows up. He's like, Yeah, I could show you my badge, but can I take off my shoes first? Because my feet hurt. He's like giving himself a foot massage and telling Elijah that Eddie's escaped and is in hiding. And he has an idea of where they might be. I was like, okay, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he just come to the civilian's apartment and tell him everything. Why don't right? you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he sees Elijah's gun sitting <laughs> there and he's all, oh, do you have a permit for that? And then he's all, oh, well, no, it's probably fine because you're <laughs> Amish. No worries, man. <laughs> I was Like, dude, really? <sighs> and then he's like, "Okay, well, let's go." And he takes him to this abandoned-looking warehouse. And this whole time, I'm like, "What? Well, you're taking a <laughs> civilian with you to- <laughs> on like a drug bust? Really?" He's Amish. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you don't get called for backup, or who needs backup when you have an Amish <laughs> tell lad? Tell anyone what you're doing, or get permission for it. <laughs> it was just really <laughs> unrealistic humorously unrealistic i think this is a place where the author really could have benefited from some more research
1: yeah i (laughs) i felt it was difficult to picture these sorts of scenes i just my brain just can't my brain goes no (laughs) i know and (laughs) my brain just does not understand a world where this happens Okay, dude,
0: Amish dude, bring your gun. Let's go. Let's get your girl back. (laughs) Here, I'll deputize you real quick. Oh, wait, that's a sheriff thing. (laughs) That would have made more sense. It (laughs) would have. Okay, they get to this warehouse. Juan has a key, so he's able to unlock one of the doors. He tells Elijah that there's a funny story how he got the key, but he's not going to tell him. And then he starts to tell him the story. And Elijah's like, I thought you weren't going to tell me. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: like, just... <laughs> I honestly, I okay. honestly was wondering if Juan was working for Eddie or someone higher up than Eddie. It almost seems yeah, like it, right? It's like, oh, I know exactly where they are. And no, I don't need backup. It's
0: fine. <laughs> He says, last time we busted this place, a bunch of the police showed up. And so everyone, all the gang members managed to get away because there were too many people here. And so he thinks that maybe just the two of them will be more successful or something. And somehow that makes sense to Juan and Elijah, but it does not make sense to well, me. Well,
1: no, because Juan just has to convince Elijah, who doesn't know a lot about the English world. So he can yeah. tell him anything. And Elijah will
0: probably go along with
1: it. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I was fully expecting that to be a reveal at some point.
0: There's a good point in the story where it could have been a good twist, too.
1: That's what, That was me trying to make <laughs> sense of events.
0: When they enter the warehouse, there's a lot of homeless people there. Juan abandons Elijah, telling him, just stay there. Don't talk to anybody. I'm going to go talk to my informant. Elijah's like, okay. And he's just super uncomfortable. He doesn't understand what he's experiencing right now he just does not get it it does not make sense to him and he's approached by an older homeless woman who asks him what he's doing there (laughs) like why are you here (laughs) elijah says he's looking for his friend and the woman says oh i've seen a lot of girls go through here she alludes very heavily to human trafficking in addition to the drug mule thing elijah is not getting it eventually he does he does get it although the woman like i think she realizes how innocent he is at a certain point because she's like oh honey <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she mentions too i think something about how they don't want to help anyone but she'll help him that's why she's giving him advice or intel whatsoever Juan comes back and he's like, okay, well, my informant said that they're probably over this way, so I know where they are. As they're heading out through the warehouse to the other side, to the exit, not the entrance they came in. <laughs> Am I explaining that I think right? so. As they're heading across the warehouse to the other door on the other side. There of you the go. Building, <laughs> I think that's the point where Juan mentions that when all the cops showed up. The homeless people fought the cops off because they are technically housed and fed and stuff by the gang members as part of their Mm -hmm. front. And that's how the gang members were able to escape. And Elijah just does not get it. He just does not understand. And this calls back to what we were discussing before, black and white versus shades of gray. He's just not understanding the nuance of the situation here. As they exit there's a bunch of shipping containers outside, like those big ones. Elijah's like, okay, where is she? And Juan's like, well, I didn't realize there were going to be so many of them. They're walking around and someone starts shooting at them. And Juan gets shot in the shoulder. So everyone's freaking out. Juan is freaking out. He tells Elijah, use your gun. And Elijah's like, Well, we got to get you out of here because you're hurt. (laughs) I'm not going to use my gun. Priorities, dude. Yeah, he doesn't say he's not going to use his gun, but I mean, he basically has decided he's not going to use his gun. He's trying to help Juan and then they're like running, Juan's looking for the exit and Elijah's like, well, I'm not leaving without Eve. And Juan's like, oh, I can't abandon him. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to leave. He's ready for them both to leave. And Elijah's like, no, you can leave because you're hurt, but I'm staying. i have to find eve i have a (laughs) one-track mind and so they're still they're wandering around like hiding from the shooter and also trying to find eve and elijah hears crying in one of the containers they go to open the container but they get shot at again elijah manages to intimidate the shooter with his gun so he does draw the gun I think he makes the choice that if he has to shoot to save Eve, he will. He doesn't want to, but he will. And he is intimidating the shooter with his gun. The shooter gives up and one cuffs him. Or one, I think, makes Elijah cuff him. I don't know. It's weird. They open the container and there is a woman in the container, but it's not Eve. She actually looks like she's had kind of a harder life than Eve. Elijah says he'll help her escape. He asks the gunman where Eve is. And the gunman says, oh, Eve isn't with the other girls. She's not going away with the other girls. She's being kept for Eddie.
1: Well, that's disturbing.
0: Okay, this whole part of the story kind of threw me for a loop because we don't go back to this at all. But there's a point where the gunman says, oh, I can't believe we forgot one. So they loaded up a bunch of these girls into a truck to go do who knows what with them yeah. nothing good and it just gets glossed over yeah so we realize the enormity of the situation that there's human trafficking going on that these women are suffering violence and abuse but we don't go back to these girls that got shipped off just now that they could have potentially stopped yeah yeah While they say that they're saving the woman they found in the container, and presumably she did get helped, but we don't really go back to her either.
1: Maybe it's a series and they'll get saved later?
0: It's a standalone. I think
1: there is an Eve book.
0: Yeah, there is like a novella, like a prequel, but that's not. Oh, well, yeah, that probably isn't gonna address this then. No, and I think this is one of the things in the story that really bothered me, that... You know, you bring up this really dark, horrible topic, and it doesn't get touched on again. Like, they don't get rescued. Okay, okay, you can't rescue everyone. But it also doesn't affect Elijah? Yeah. Yeah. At all? Like, that part of it, even. I think there should have been, like, some character growth, at least? Yeah. Something? Some trauma? I don't know. It goes
1: back to that idea of us and them. It's like, well, there are them. Yeah. I I need to protect my own, but they are not my own.
0: Yeah, maybe. Then why did he feel like protecting Eve in the first place?
1: Because her distress was pretty. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I've just got a very warped perception of the reality that is being created in this book. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you have a really (laughs) dark perspective on this story for sure. I don't know that it's incorrect.
1: I don't know. I'm not saying it's correct or it's incorrect. I'm just trying to make sense of, of the story in my head.
0: To me, I feel like this is a place where yeah. the story failed. Apparently they leave because the story picks up again with Elijah spending the night at his family's house. Uh, presumably because it's safer than his apartment, supposedly. Even though they kidnapped Eve from that house, so. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what the logic was there. <laughs> safety in numbers i think that makes a little more sense it's late at night and he can't really sleep and he decides he's gonna sneak out because he can't face his mom and tell her goodbye but his dad happens to be up and so he does have a talk with his dad before he leaves and it's kind of a man-to-man sort of conversation and again the dad i i think is a pretty good character in this story i think you get a little bit more sense of elijah's home life and his his status slash place in the family with these interactions with the dad.
1: Yeah. The dad grew on me more as the story progressed.
0: I could see why he would rub you the wrong way because he's like quiet woman to his own wife. And, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that's shitty. I didn't like that either. But I think for me, I was looking for more insight into the community hmm. through the dad character and I mean, really the family characters in general. And we didn't get a whole lot of time with the mom or the sisters the mom just seems kind of bossy and also like upset like a lot yeah not without reason and then the the sisters just seem innocent like they're just his sisters yeah he gets back to the city and he goes to the police office and finds Juan there they are looking through the case file this is another situation where it just seemed really odd Juan is just giving up all this info to Elijah. You know, initially he says something, oh, maybe you could look at mugshots, but then Elijah asks to look at something else and he's like, oh, yeah, here, here, take the whole file folder. Would you like my password? Go ahead. You want me to pull it up on the computer for you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to picture. While they're together at the police office, one of the other officers comes in and says that Letitia has been put into the hospital and is asking for Elijah. Juan and Elijah go to the hospital, and Juan fucks off while Elijah goes and talks to Letitia. Letitia has been beat up, presumably by the gang members for giving intel or something. Her whole family is there, and her whole family basically adopts Elijah. Oh, he's so amazing. All the women in the family, anyway. There is one man in the family, and I don't know if he's the dad or a brother, or I don't know exactly who he is, but he blames Elijah for Letitia's getting hurt. But everyone else, including Letitia, is like, no, it's not your fault. Letitia tells Elijah the address of a hangout where the gang hangs out that she knows of. How she knows this information, I'm not sure. It's very convenient. Yes. Elijah exits the hospital room finds Juan flirting with a nurse but also getting info from the nurse and tells Juan that he has this hangout address. They drive to the hangout. Juan gives Elijah his extra cell phone (laughs) and a gun.
1: Does Elijah still have the
0: gun that his dad gave him? He didn't bring it with him, so I don't know where it is. (laughs) After he points his dad's gun at the gunman at the warehouse, we don't hear about that gun anymore. It's gone okay <laughs> this is a new gun this is Juan's extra gun and extra See, cell phone
1: I'm thinking like he's still got the <laughs> other one so I'm like oh he's got two now he okay
0: no nope. okay whoops <laughs> and then Juan has Elijah wait out in front of the hangout as quote look out, you know use the gun if you have to wait for me to message you on the phone gives him a brief tutorial <laughs> on the phone <laughs> And then he goes around the building or in the building, or I don't know. Elijah's hanging out there and he just feels like things are taking too long. And then one calls him and says, He's inside and I want you to stay on the line in case you hear anything. Then someone sneaks up behind Elijah and puts a bag over his head and drags him off. Yikes. He gets, I think, hit over the head or something because he gets knocked out. And then when he wakes up, he's tied up in a room eddie is there eddie tells elijah that he knew about all this because they have a mole at the police station his name is juan and that's the place where i thought it should have been juan
1: yeah i i was honestly i was kind of expecting it and then when it didn't happen i went huh okay
0: i was expecting it to be juan but it isn't juan juan also got caught i think that's another place i think this story failed i think that it would have made a lot more sense for Juan to be so loosey-goosey with Elijah mm-hmm. if he had been a bad guy. Yeah. And I don't think it would have affected the story at all. No, Except I don't. make it better.
1: <laughs> it would have explained things, which would have been nice.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Eddie is taunting Elijah and he brings Eve out, taunting both of them, really, Elijah at this point realizes he still has Juan's gun down the back of his pants. They didn't pat him down or anything. And he's struggling forward toward Eddie and Eve. He's still tied up. I think he's like on his knees or something. Eddie's taunting him. He's groping Eve, kisses her. And it's just, that's, I don't know. The whole thing with Eve is gross. I thought the language was a little interesting at that point when he's groping her because I think the author says something like, touching her where she did not want to be touched and i'm like she doesn't want to be touched anywhere like <laughs> I, was thinking. I was like her nose <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm pretty sure she doesn't want his hands anywhere on her person the language in certain parts of the book were a little off-putting and i think it was because it tried to stay very g-rated it was very pg in like an r-rated world <laughs> yeah Eddie is pointing his gun at Elijah now, saying, well, I might as well kill you now. And then Eve attacks Eddie, again, protecting Elijah. This distracts Eddie enough, making him drop his weapon. Elijah does like a crazy gymnast move and pulls his arms that are tied up behind his back around under his legs to his front, grabs his gun and points it at Eddie and orders Eddie to cut Eve free. There are other goons here but none of them do anything Mm. I guess because a gun is being held at Eddie. That was weird but okay. Eve grabs the knife that Eddie was holding to her and holds it at Eddie's throat and she looks like she's kind of overcome by murderous rage or something like that and it looks like she might actually slit Eddie's throat or stab him or something and Elijah talks her down and gets her to come over and cut his bonds apart so that he can be free instead of hurting eddie and then the police show up conveniently everything's fine now because the police arrived and now elijah has brought eve back to visit his family they've decided that she's going to live in the community for a while and see if she wants to stay she's going to stay at his neighbor's house so that they're above reproach. She can't stay with Elijah until they're married. They share I love yous. And then there's an epilogue that takes place 10 months later. And this was a weird epilogue. It didn't feel epilogy. Yeah, it didn't really feel so epilogy to me either. The first part of it does, because it's like 10 months later, Eddie is in jail. Eve has decided to join the Amish. It's their wedding day. All that seemed epilogy, right? Yes. But then Eve notices Elijah is missing and she notices there are some Englishers at the wedding who don't belong to her (laughs) because some of her family has come and they stand out. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out those people are gang members and they've captured Elijah and he's like being held in the basement or something. I don't know. Elijah's dad and Eve are able to find him really quickly and they tie up the gang members and then... Eve is told to go hide with the women. Elijah and his dad go and round up the rest of the gang somehow. I don't know. Everything gets handled and then Elijah and Eve get married. The end. It was really quick. Yeah. I feel like, one, it wasn't super epilog but it was written in that epilog style where it was very short and sweet and, or what well, wasn't sweet, but very short and to the point and glosses over a bunch of details to just kind of show you oh, and this is where they are now. But it was not epilog in that stuff was still happening.
1: Yeah, still seemed like it was part of the main story.
0: Yeah, the gang has not been disbanded or captured or ended or whatever, even though Eddie is in jail. It was frustrating. Agreed. There were a lot of things to do with the writing style in this book that was unusual, at least as far as I know. I haven't read any other Amish romances, so I don't know if this is normal or not, but one, which I touched on before, how it's very PG, which I I expected it to be, you know, a certain level of PG, but then the author throws in, of course, human trafficking, and guns are being pointed everywhere, and he's dealing with the police, and it all seemed like a very surface-level amount of that kind of thing, and it was covered by this veneer of pg language (laughs) yeah and there were some places where it felt like maybe more research could have been done like with the police especially since one didn't turn out to be bad another aspect of the writing style is that the author seemed very um very much a part of the story like they were telling us the story rather than showing us the story if that makes sense
1: it does With a writing style like that, it can make it a little difficult to feel immersed in the
0: story. Things like, our hero did blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Things like that, where it's very removed from the characters in the story. You know, the narrator is over here (laughs) with us. Yeah. Not invisible. I think a lot of times when you have a third person story, the narrator is almost invisible. But in this story, they seem very present.
1: Well, we were getting a story that felt somewhat filtered. So perhaps
0: that... Yeah, that's true. That can be explained in that way. I think that the way the story was told seemed tale esque Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, an Amish man goes to the city and rescues the princess, and then they live happily ever after. It kind of seemed like that to me. Yeah, it struck me. I was being very fairy tale esque too. Especially in the sense that the conflicts were very surface level, and then it was just easy. Like, their relationship was easy. Yeah. Everything was easy, really. Yeah, bad stuff happened, but it was easily solved. Do you have any other comments about the writing?
1: I do agree with your assessment. You know, it did feel very surface level. The story kind of focused on... I guess what it wanted to focus on, which I think was supposed to be the romance, but the, the interactions between Elijah and Eve, they felt very surface level too.
0: And convenient, right? Yeah. She conveniently wants to go live with the Amish.
1: I think it would have been interesting to actually see her be a little more resistant. And then Elijah's really got a dilemma.
0: Yeah. Well, since there was no audiobook this time, let's go ahead and move on to whether you're happy for them. Are you happy for their happy, Em? I'm happy
1: that I finally read an Amish romance. (laughs) (laughs) Bucket list item, check. (laughs) I guess I'm happy for them. I'm not unhappy for them. I assume they'll be happy because they're just young. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. I mean... (laughs) Eve has experienced some of the scarier aspects of life, but that's really glossed over. Is she gonna have PTSD from this? Wake up with nightmares? I'm happy enough, I guess. (laughs) I'm neutral. I don't know. It's fine. What about you? Are you happy for their happy?
0: I'm not especially happy for their happy because I don't feel like there's enough resolution there. Yeah. You brought up the possibility of PTSD
1: mm-hmm.
0: for Eve, or for both of them. Yeah, really. Or for the family. Yeah. I mean, they were all taken by, like, you know? Yeah,
1: they were stormed in on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Elijah has brought gunslingers to the Amish community, essentially. Yeah. That's kind of really dark.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's fine, because they all got rounded up in the end.
0: Another thing that, that kind of is a potential roadblock for the happiness which isn't mentioned at all due to the PG nature of the book, is sexuality. Yeah. Eve has obviously had a sexual life before. It would be
1: very surprising if she didn't and kind of unrealistic.
0: When she moves into the community, she and Elijah have that conversation about how she needs to live with their neighbors while she's there and they're unmarried because she has to be above reproach or whatever, and her virtue shouldn't come into question. And it just was kind of really charged language for me. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't seem like Elijah necessarily cares about her sexual history or whatnot, I don't know that they necessarily discussed it either. She's being presented to the community as any other Amish woman would be. Yeah, Which is just hard to imagine happening. (laughs) Even if Elijah wouldn't think of it,
1: I would think Eve would be like, you know what, before we do this, let me get tested.
0: Dude, yeah?
1: (laughs) Because I don't expect him to think of that at all. But I would think a 24-year-old woman with her kinds of experiences would want to.
0: You would think so.
1: If she really cares about Elijah, too, because sharing is not always caring. (laughs)
0: no (laughs) and then the other potential roadblock to their happy that i see is her being accepted in the community at all yeah you know how is that going to affect their relationship it seems very bright and shiny in this book but i just find that hard to believe you know she's grown up as a complete outsider is there going to be a point where she's not an outsider anymore i don't know That's not touched on at all. No, with other communities and stuff, it can be very tricky
1: for outsiders to find acceptance. You know, those that are deemed outsider. And in some cases, you know, very insulated communities, they never really do.
0: For example, I lived in a rural town for eight or nine years or something. Mm -hmm. And at no point did I not feel like an outsider. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a rural town in the same country that I've always lived in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't imagine. And so it's hard for me to be happy for them because I just don't... I don't see it. I don't see the happy. I see problems. Yeah. I'm not buying in.
1: It's hard when characters don't have those deeper conversations of things that you know they really should. Yeah. And then just be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're happy. It's fine. I
0: mean, basically...
1: I had assumed that they would find happy of course because that's the trope that's the thing right i think because of that because i just assumed that they would i was surprised to get to the end and be like wait how can they possibly like with other stories we read where it's like i don't understand how they're going to surmount all of these issues and yet some of them do you know there is that feeling of happiness but yeah not with this story where it seemed it seemed feasible more so than some other stories that we've read, but yeah, I I couldn't couldn't do it. I was more happy for me than I was for them.
0: It's part of the surface level nature of this story where we don't get into the depth. We're just seeing the part of the iceberg that's above water.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate them. <laughs> Yay! Rating. <laughs> how do you rate? <laughs> how do you rate Eve?
1: I put Eve as awkward. But I did like that she was a fighter. I didn't feel like I got a good sense of of who she was. I felt like I got teased with who she was. But to really talk about who she was, we'd have to talk about what she went through and how she was able to persevere and find inner strength and all of these things. And I felt very cut off from that. And so it was really hard to, to really get a sense of her. Other than maybe how Elijah sees her, but it's not really told from his perspective so not so much i mean we do sort of get a glimpse of her because I, the, isn't the epilogue told from her perspective at least some of it sort of yeah ish and even then i just my brain sort of thought of that it was clearly she's blocking things <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> i don't see her i see a very traumatized person who must be very numb
0: what about you I really struggle with this one because I want to rate her awesome because of all those things you said, how she pressed her yes. ears, how she must be extremely strong person. Yes. She multiple times fights against Eddie. She maybe gave up on herself or something, but she didn't give up on Elijah. She was willing to fight for him mm-hmm. and try to protect him. Just so much awesomeness there. And then the fact that she's willing to give up her whole life and live... In his community, which maybe she doesn't see it this way, but is a pretty big sacrifice, really. Yeah, it is. Maybe that's what she wants, and that's fine. And and even admirable, but it's, yeah, it's huge. But I agree with you, I did not connect with her, and so I have to rate her awkward. There were a couple parts, especially, that I found off-putting, where she's just treated like this shy little blushing girl who just... <sighs> yeah. And the whole thing, like she tells the whole family, yes, I'm falling in love with your son. I don't know. Or when she's at his work, when they're hanging out, and she's like peeking at him through the bookshelves and whatnot. It's just like, really? It didn't make sense along with what we knew about her. Yeah. It just didn't match.
1: (laughs) I'm wondering if like she's ignoring her own lived experience. Maybe. I mean, I understand like, oh, it's horrible. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to reflect yeah. on, on horrible. But yeah, it it very much is just ignoring her her experiences. And I don't know I don't know what to attribute that
0: to. At the end of the day, it was awkward for me. I didn't really know who she was. I didn't feel connected to her. And while she definitely has awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> the way she was written was awkward. <laughs> yeah. How did you rate Elijah?
1: I also rated Elijah as awkward, even though I got a better sense of who he was. I don't know. There was just... it almost still seemed surface level. I I don't know why. It just did. I didn't feel like I understood enough of him. I mean, yes, I know. I would assume that he is not well-versed in cultures beyond his own. But even then, it's like, just because someone is naive to something, does that mean that they have no critical thinking skills in some of the situations.
0: Where do you feel he lacked critical thinking skills?
1: Maybe I'm just having a hard time understanding how he could just allow himself to be so easily led by people. I mean, he is getting advice from other people. I don't know. There's things that just don't add up in my head. Maybe I'm having a hard time sussing those out. But I did like how like we mentioned that he cried and he was clumsy and all of those things. I did like those. I did like that he sought advice and he didn't assume that he had all the answers. But I don't know. I just, I just couldn't.
0: I also rate him awkward. And again, I feel really conflicted about it because he has a lot of awesome qualities. Just like Eve. He is very strong. He's very heroic. He's also very sensitive. He's very in tune with who he is as a person. He lives to his convictions. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is is awesome and great in a hero. I think that what I'm missing for Elijah is there's no inner turmoil. Mm -hmm. We don't understand what he's thinking or feeling at all. There's so many points in the story where I feel like he should have been confused or maybe embarrassed or angry or conflicted about his decision to remain Amish. I think the the biggest aspect in the story where we had some of that internal conflict was with the use of the gun. Yes. You know, there's a point in the story where he decides if he has to use the gun to save Eve, he will, even though that would be a loss of part of his faith as far as he's concerned. And I wanted more of that. Maybe... Maybe you you've
1: hit the nail on the head. It wasn't critical thinking skills that he was lacking, but turmoil and struggle. Yeah. Because yeah, you're right. He he never get, seems to get angry over anything, not really. I mean, there's little touches, I think from my recollection. Yeah, he's never conflicted over anything. It's very much yeah. this is
0: fine. And you'd think someone in his situation would be. Yeah. I mean, he's in this extreme fish-out-of-water situation, and at no point (laughs) is he like, hey, this is dry land. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I wonder what Elijah is like actually in the Amish community.
0: Yeah, we don't get a good sense of that either. The closest we get to the Amish community, I think, is really that whole relationship between him and his dad, which is one of the strongest parts of the book, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Also, like, does he ever feel conflict within his community? Or is everything just so tranquil that there's no conflict?
0: I didn't get a sense of conflict. I mean, there
1: is with, between the parents, but that's it.
0: I guess there was a hint of it when he told Eve she had to remain above reproach. Yeah. Before they were married. Yeah, I don't know. All right. What about the antagonist slash villains? You know, there are
1: several... Stories that we read where it was like, oh, there was some initial baddies and then they all went away. This story definitely didn't do yeah. that. The baddies kept coming back. <laughs> yeah, they so did. They, they didn't go away.
0: They're like cockroaches. <laughs> they kept
1: being a thing. <laughs> so, yay. I'm glad that they weren't just gone by the first three chapters or midpoint in the book. I, I feel like the awkwardness is continuing. So, Eddie also felt a bit awkward. <laughs> the LT gang. I forget what LT stands for. You know, that all just felt real awkward. Like, oh, yeah. So we're just going to stand back and watch our leader get a gun held on him. And there's like, what, four other people in the room? Yep. Yeah, that just
0: that didn't add up. Or or what about the one gunman who like so easily gives up when they're in the shipping container? Area? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Here you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Eddie was also awkward because it was just I, I like my villain's flushed out and he didn't feel flushed out felt a bit underdeveloped like he's evil for evil's sake not that you can't have antagonists that are like that but i I needed more because then (laughs) it 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 also feeds into rebecca's whole anti-english thing right
0: oh the mom yeah
1: where it's just they're just all bad
0: yeah eddie's one of those yeah and it
1: was just (laughs) there's no greater understanding to the human experience for any of the characters and i don't know if that's just to keep things g rated or if i don't know but it makes it makes it hard for me to dislike eddie frankly because it's like well okay he's an asshole of course but (laughs) i need more i'm not afraid of him i'm not i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say do you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) who knows what i'm trying to say Uh
0: (laughs) well here i'll I'll tell you my perspective maybe, maybe that'll help. I don't know for me, I agree with you that Eddie was awkward because we didn't get a really good sense of his motivation. Yeah. He's this high and mighty gang leader. He's at the top of the top. He's running a successful human trafficking slash drug cartel. <laughs> He's somehow really good at what he does or there's someone above him that we never found out about yeah <laughs> he supposedly wants to keep eve like he's in some twisted way in love with her i mean i attribute it to power like you did mm-hmm. he wants to keep her subservient or whatever but at the end of the story, when he's brings her out and is taunting her and groping her and all that, it doesn't really seem like he's going to be keeping her after that. Seems like he's going to send her off with the other girls or something to punish yes. her, which I didn't get. I didn't get that. I didn't get the fact that he shoots at Elijah in broad daylight in the middle of a quiet part of the city. You know, he's out in front of the library, for crying out loud, and someone shoots at him and nobody else stops or notices or does anything (laughs) but it's normal they're all desensitized other people there it seemed weird for him to make that choice yeah to shoot at him there he's a goon he's he's a goon it's like a video game it's
1: it's hard to understand how someone could be as quote-unquote successful as he is with requiring logistical skills or the ability to delegate And be in charge to, like, all of a sudden go unhinged and be like, yeah, I'm going to shoot this person in broad daylight where everyone can see. And,
0: I mean, presumably they all have cell phones with cameras. Yeah. Another thing, too. Okay. It would have made more sense if he was a lower level gang member. Yeah. Because at the beginning, he's intimidated by Elijah. I don't know that a higher level gang member would have even been in the alley threatening his ex-girlfriend. In the first place, he would have had his goons bring her to him or whatever, yeah. right? That would seem more right. And then he's threatened by Mr. Clean Cut, who doesn't even throw a punch. Yeah. And then shoots a gun in broad daylight. That also doesn't seem like something a leader would do. Like you said, go unhinged and just I mean, there are plenty bang, of, plenty bang, of leaders
1: that, that play the unhinged thing.
0: Sure, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have the leadership no. skills. No, he
1: doesn't. And I do, I know you're mentioning like how he kind of discards Eve.
0: That does kind of
1: make sense to me. I think he wanted her to understand how good she had it. And or she is now tainted because of Elijah. So whether or not he would eventually take her back or temporarily punish her, who knows?
0: With maybe like a dash of you you can't fire me, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) you can't break up with me. Yeah, I want you back just so
1: I can break up with you and make it hurt more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Well, how did you rate the book?
1: I gave the book a one. (laughs) All right. What about you? How did you rate the book? (laughs) You're not going to go into that at all? Yeah, I guess it was just I didn't really connect with the book or the characters. Okay. I found it confusing at times and... Yeah, I just, mm, I was kind of just waiting for the story to be over. That sounds terrible, but it's true. (laughs) Oh, man. I was confused. A lot of it was just confusing to me. Why put these characters through all of this if you're not going to discuss who they are? Yeah. The, The oversimplification of, oh, the English are bad. Oh, the Amish are great. With no nuance in between. For either side for yeah. either side because the Amish characters are people too which means they should have all the the same emotions and everything else i would assume you would think i was very just sort of floating through the story i felt very disconnected
0: what about you i rated it a 2 i think for me it was about the lack of depth mm. in the mm-hmm. writing i think i saw a good outline for a story okay yeah. I read a good outline for a story. I feel like that's where I'm at. Because there's a lot of things there that could be interesting or could be good. And it's just thrown in there with no depth. that It doesn't get built off of.
1: Like what you were saying that Eddie seems like a lower level dude. Yeah. It could have been interesting to see a higher level dude kind of save the day somehow. And then Elijah gets to walk away with Eve. But does he feel good about it? Conflict. (laughs) <laughs> you know and then of course yeah. have the detective he just he's too weird to not be on the take or something
0: <laughs> just uh. yeah Juan Juan needs to be a bad guy i don't understand yeah, it why would make not. way
1: more <laughs> sense if there was that kind of going on like some bigger baddie that was like paying for Juan to be evil and for some reason was willing to let eve and elijah walk away and could then control yeah the group enough to where they wouldn't then maybe a former Amish person. I don't know. (laughs) Some reason that they would have a soft spot to where it's like, no, no, we'll leave the Amish alone from this point. (laughs) I I don't know.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just an idea. Yeah. I think it's just, (laughs) there's, there's lots of things that happen in the story, but no depth behind any of it. And I think that's really where I struggled.
1: Well, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but did you feel <laughs> romanced?
0: <laughs> no, of Aww. course not. Still, I hope. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's hard to be romanced when you don't have the characters having any sort of intimacy whatsoever. And I don't mean physical intimacy, although oftentimes it happens that way. I mean emotional intimacy. And yeah. I didn't see any of that in the story. No. And so I just didn't, like, why? It really, really felt like she was the first girl he met ever, and he had a crush on her.
1: Yeah. And she's a girl that's running away from a bad situation. So she's like,
0: well, this seems better. Well, that, and she's flattered that he sees her in such a
1: positive light.
0: Yeah, in such a kind way. Yeah. It wasn't romantic to me. What about you? Did you feel romanced?
1: Nope. <laughs> It didn't speak romance to me, it spoke Greek to me, so to speak.
0: Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> well, what else have you been reading?
1: So, I've been reading Peace is Every Step by Teek Nhat Han. Hopefully I'm characterizing this book well. But it's about essentially peacefully living from breath to breath, moment to moment, and finding contentment in the here and now. Because... That is what we have. We can't go back to the past to change it. And the future is yet unwritten. So he does offer different methods for acquiring peace and whatnot. I'm not saying that I necessarily subscribe, but it is an interesting way
0: to look at the world and react to it. It's like mindfulness.
1: Yeah. So what about you? What have you been reading?
0: I recently finished Luxuria by Colette Rhodes. Uh Uh-huh. And it is a monster romance. Ooh. Ophelia belongs to a family known as Hunters who are human-esque or like some sort of class of human. Oh, okay. That protects most of humanity from the shadow creatures that feed on their fear.
1: Okay. But
0: she is the black sheep of her family.
1: Because
0: she always kind of thought shadow creatures were hot. <laughs> and she ends up getting kind of exiled from Hunterness.
1: Oh no! Due
0: to her perverse nature. <laughs> However, the King of Shades has been negotiating with the Hunter Council to bring peace between their kinds. As part of that, he needs to marry a hunter mm-hmm. as one does and who better to fulfill that role than ophelia who thinks they're hot <laughs> <laughs> however the king alaric has some preconceived notions about what type of bride he might be getting and ophelia doesn't match those whatsoever uh-oh he thought she'd be scared <laughs> or, or probably antagonistic oh
1: darling you think you're intimidating
0: um, there's some really good world building in this book i really enjoyed the world of the shadow people and it is the first in a series the second book i don't think is out yet but i am very much looking forward to continuing this story yay and that's it for this time check out our website romancemepodcast.com for show notes other episodes and our upcoming reads and don't forget, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Amazon, and Spotify, or come find us on Twitter at Cast.
1: Speaking of Twitter, would you romance by even Elijah's story? Let us know what you think. And of course, join us next time when we discuss Wicked and the Wallflower by Sarah McCoy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we did it! We read an Amish romance. Yeah, I think <laughs> Huh?
0: Read another! Well, like I said, I think we need to read that uh, Standard? Yeah, more standard to the about, uh, like, a sub-subject. Of-